Welcome to Healthy Voyager Radio. I'll be your host, the Healthy Voyager, Carolyn Scott. Thanks for tuning in to Healthy Voyager Radio. I am your host, Carolyn Scott Hamilton, the Healthy Voyager. Are you excited for Halloween yet? I know I am. Although the weather is far from feeling festive out here in L.A., it's been pretty hot. Um, I'm not complaining because I love the heat. Uh, I'm all about Halloween, and that comes with it. And this month will be full of treats here on Healthy Voyager Radio, so be sure to keep tuning in every Thursday. Uh, I'm really excited for today's show because I have two very fun and very different guests. Both are big celebrities uh, in sports and TV and is one of them, and the other one is popular for being on radio and TV. But each has found a way to use their fame to push their vegan agenda, so to speak, and have done so in such a way that it's entertaining and on the lighter side. And what I find to be the most effective in presenting the idea of a plant-based diet and veganism in general is positivity and relatability. And in this last year, that approach seems to really be working. Sure, there are still a few serious people out there and ads and movements, um, and for some that's worked, but I feel that the explosion of having celebrities and others in the public eye proving that this lifestyle is not only healthy and fulfilling, but it's not a punishment. And this approach is what's causing the shift in the media and society. So, you know, all these celebrities and people in the public eye that are out there having fun and still being stylish and funny and all that um, is really proving that being vegan or following a plant-based diet isn't you know, nerdy or weird or hippie-ish, um, and in fact that, you know, these people look healthy and happy and are talking about all the wonderful things that have, uh, the changes that they've seen in themselves since uh, adopting the diet. So um, I think it's been really to society's benefit to see that happening more and more in the media. And of course, I still see jokes being made about cardboardy tasting vegan food all over TV, but the thing is, it's making its way to radio and TV more and more. So that's a good thing. Um, it's a lot more prevalent because when I be first became vegan, it seemed as though I'd made up the word whenever I used it. Like the faces and the winces that I got were beyond frequent. And now it's a huge part of our vernacular. It's everywhere. And I credit folks like my guests today, as well as tastemakers and influencers like Oprah and Ellen and as of late, Bill Clinton, um, for helping really push the, uh, the issue more and, and proving that this is a, <clears throat> a great lifestyle for, for everybody. And I think the Bill Clinton's transition to the plant-based diet is even more effective because of his position on the world stage and who he is and what he's accomplished. And sure, celebrities are fun and good looking, but a former president who still has so much clout being able to el so eloquently express the health benefits of a plant-based diet and cite examples as well as having people who support the lifestyle behind him and talking about them and so on is incredibly powerful. His reasons reach far beyond just slimming down, and I think that really resonates with people, and I'm hoping for more from Bill and other folks like him. So, you know, it's it's great that so-and-so lost weight on it or this or that or th whatever their reasons may be, but for for someone like Bill to explain it the way that he has, I mean, he he came out of Wolf Blitzer and talked about it. Um, it's not an Us Weekly, which makes it a little more real, I guess I would say, a little more serious. Um, so I'm really excited that he did that, and um, I really am uh, hoping to see a lot more 
happen like that. A lot more people talking about it and bringing it about in, in those kind of circles and not just uh, the entertainment um, and fun fields. So uh, so let's get to it and me- meet these famous big mouths who are keeping it real and getting the word out. We're going to take a short break and when we come back, I will be chatting with the plant-based NBA champ and now wellness guru, Mr. John Sally. At 4.15 p.m. at an office in Michigan, Angie Hicks is not at her desk. She's giving blood at the company blood drive. At the same time in the same office, Kevin Meehan is not at his desk. He's at the doctor. Kevin has cancer and needs another round of chemo. Kevin will need blood to fight his cancer. Angie's blood will help him win. When you give blood to the American Red Cross, you change a life. Starting with your own. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE or visit givelife.org to schedule your appointment to give blood. Welcome back to Healthy Voyager Radio. My first guest has reigned victorious on the NBA courts, hailed supreme in the jungle, and as of late has become a plant-based wellness expert. The man who makes me feel like a munchkin when I'm standing next to him is with me now, Mr. John Sally. Hello, John. What is up? Hello, beautiful. (laughs) Well, you know, a big man needs a big intro, you know. I like that, and I appreciate it. So tell us what made a big, bad NBA champ go vegan. Uh, Well, one, it was all health reasons. Uh, I found out, you know, I did a PSA. I was a vegetarian for a long time when I played, too, since 91. But I was a fake vegetarian. And then (laughs) I played. The next thing you know, I, I I just... once I started reading, and that's my whole thing, I was a big reader, and I started reading and paying attention to how food works and how um, really this life works, I started realizing that eating animal protein wasn't synthesizing in my body, meaning I was causing my body a lot of harm. Mm-hmm. I explain it to people this way. Just because you don't see your organ, because it's wrapped around the skin, the hair, and, and what most people consider to be beauty, doesn't mean that when you put it in your body, it's good for your body. So I started wanting to feed my organs. And I started wondering what fed my organs. And that way, when you put it in your body, you look at it on the plate. I said, if you were to take that whole plate and put it next to your stomach, it wouldn't fit. Because mm. the stomach is right under your heart. The thing that everybody grabs are their intestines. And when I found that out, I was like, so that's not your stomach, that's your intestines? He goes, yeah, that's undigested fecal matter. So people are full of sugar, honey, iced tea. And I said, okay, uh, I want to change that. So when I became a vegan, I lost like 40 pounds of undigested fecal matter. And I brought my sexy back on the same body frame I was in 1989. And that was it. At first it was just that. And then I kept reading. And I started realizing how it was really damaging to all these farm animals. But they wasn't really the farm animals when they show you, um, when they sit around and they show you the uh, the happy cow. That cow isn't really happy mm. because that's not mm. the cow that they're eating. They're eating industrialized food. It's just like lining people up and lining these animals up to get everything out of them. They don't treat them with it. I didn't want to be a part of that. 
I, I, I'm a man that believes in karma. I believe in the universal way, and I didn't want to be a part of murder. So I decided not to be a part of murder and to be healthy, and the only way to do that is on a plant-based diet. So how do you combat the naysayers who give you flack for eating veggies? Because I'm sure teammates and other athletes are like, oh, come on, man, how are you going to get your protein? How are you going to stay fit by just eating vegetables? Glad you said that. I always tell this joke. I said, I was having a conversation with an 800-pound gorilla, which is a raw foodist, and I said, where do you get your protein? And he goes, I don't know. Ask the cow over there. That's the point. The animal, <laughs> the cow is eating green leafy vegetables, sitting in the sun, getting vitamin D, and it has protein. Well, every cell in the human being is protein. And you don't need the amount of protein that they think you need in your body. And if you do, you're not getting it from eating another mammal. You do get protein, but the seven other things you get that go against your body, your body doesn't want to digest meat. So you get your proteins from plant-based diet. The best place to get them is hemp seeds. That right there your body can assimilate. And then if you eat hemp, you put hemp oil on your salad or on something that's cold, you get omega-3, 6, and 9 that your body can synthesize. Like, what about fish oils? I said, well, it didn't do the fish any good. So why do you think it'll do you any good? So and when I have, I've really never had any teammates ever tell me anything because I've always been the one that they know that does the reading that at one time was vain. Part of my part of my quest to keep my body looking a certain way was vanity. I loved, you know, looking tight and having the muscles, and that was attractive to me. And that's not what it is anymore. It's being healthy is what is attractive to me. Mm. So that's what I do. So how much of your life has changed both physically as well as socially since going on a plant-based diet? I know that you've been vegetarian since 91, so maybe it hasn't changed too much, but I don't know, maybe socially it really has changed. It changed because I don't hang out in the same places I used to hang out. Um, I'm not going to go and sit. I used to go to Mastro's all the time, and it didn't bother me that people were sitting there eating, you know, a charred steak because I said, well, I'm going to have the cream corn and I'm going to have the salmon because I don't eat red meat. And then I kind of found out that I was putting all the mercuries in my body and whatever was, whatever the junk was in the ocean I was getting. So that's when those – and I, I not get upset because I decided not to get upset with whatever everybody, someone else does. I just concentrate on what I do. Mm. I say it all the time. If you are eating – an animal, or anything with a heartbeat, you are not a vegetarian. I want to tell all your listeners that are hearing it that call themselves vegetarians, you are not a vegetarian. You are a flesh eater. If you're a flesh eater, that means you are a carnivore. You are not a vegetarian. Because when they split us up with vegan and, and raw foodists, a vegetarian eats vegetables as his main supply of, of nourishment, protein, um, and nutrients. Anybody that eats an animal is negating that because they're eating something that's dead. And when you eat dead things, you cause, you're not getting anything alive in this live body. And then people say, well, the Bible says, and I said, the Bible says a lot of things. The Bible says that a woman should be flogged in case she has adultery. You're going to live by every rule in the Bible? And I said, plus, that was the New Testament. Open your Bible to the first chapter where it said the animals are your friends. You are to name them. You are to eat from the Garden of Eden, every fruit and seed except this one. And that's what I live by. I live by the things that my body can assimilate. I worry about and I take care of my organs. 
guys constantly are polishing their car, putting new wheels on their car, making sure that chrome is on it. They make everything outside of themselves great, but then they feed themselves garbage. I said, would you put bad gas in your brand-new Ferrari? Hell no. Why would you put bad gas in your Ferrari? If you if your body is better than a Ferrari, it got it's uh, fifty trillion different cells that all working supposedly in unison. Why put something bad in this beautiful, perfect thing called a human body? You put in it what it can use. You don't put oil in the gas tank. You put gas in the gas tank because that's what required. You put the oil in the oil tank because that's what required. You put the freeze on and the freeze on because that's what required. In this situation, when you open your mouth, you got to make sure the oil, the freon, and the gas are all the things your body can use. And that's why I put those things in my body. And raw food plays a big role in your life. How much of your diet consists of raw foods and why? Uh, about 80%, a little bit more of raw food. Uh, the reason is because it is alive and I want to stay alive, and that's how my body works. The, the, even though they disconnect it from the root or disconnect it and take it out of the ground or plug it from a tree, it's still alive. It has not gone into rigor mortis and started dying. It is its own cosmos, and it's working. So those are the things that my body knows when my saliva in my mouth hits it and I chew it very well and it goes down. The alert has already been sent to my brain on what nourishment and what I should be expecting. And when I were to eat flesh, it goes down, different uh, enzymes jump all over the meat, the body thinks it's falling apart, you get nothing out of it but a full stomach to the point where your body lays down and wants to go to sleep so it can decide on how to digest it. I mean, it's, it's really simple. You eat live foods, you get energy. When you eat food, it's just like putting fuel in your car. You can go fast, you can go, you can, you, you can put the pedal to the metal if you've got enough gas in it and it's going to take, it's gonna take off. Um, that's what I, I put things in to make sure that this race car, this beautiful avatar I have, stays mm-hmm. well-tuned, well-fueled, and ready to go. So now that you're a wellness expert, obviously your lifestyle has changed a lot since leaving the NBA and you're a wellness expert now. No, I'm what a wellness type- expert. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, now you are. And what types of expert things are you involved in these days? I know you've got a radio show, you're doing cruises, you're doing slim-down programs, and yeah, you're, my, you've got a bunch of events going on. Tell us about all that stuff you're doing. Well, I start off with the John Sally slim-down. I found uh, Dr. Goss, this guy made this unbelievable formula. I took this pill. It worked. It helped. On, uh, on on your weight loss. It helps on in regulating your appetite. And it's 100%, 100%, not 94%, 100% organic, 100% natural, all herbs. Not made the same way everything else is made, not run with GMO. These are 100% herbs. Talk to him. He's like 76 years old, way back in the 40s when he was learning on how to do herbs from what we call uh, they used to call a witch doctor, he figured out what the herbs are doing and how the herbs did, and he integrated it with Chinese. So I figured that out. I then started helping people. I was on Good Day LA the other day. I was on Dr. Oz last year. I'm going on Jane Velez Mitchell uh, next week. And my conversation is when they talk about animals, and they talk, my thing is about being healthy and being conscious. I'm a conscious capitalist. Just like John Mackey from Whole Foods says, I just don't eat flesh. And 
I got this cruise. And I said, a lot of people say, well, how do I get started? And one of the first things they say is, it's so hard. And I go, well, anything that was easy really wasn't worth it, and it's really not hard. It's just hard to be ignorant once you're brought to the light. It's hard for you not to pay attention to what the truth is. It's hard for you to know better and not do better. That's what's hard. And so I had the John Sally Cruise, which is with the Tree of Life. We do it at the end of February. You can get it on my website, johnsally.com. And we're going out for seven days in the Caribbean, but we're going to, the more people we have, we have the main room. So the entire main kitchen will be vegan. That means it will be treated properly, it will be cleaned properly, and there will be no dead animals involved in this process, no byproducts of a dead animal. And you can go and do the same thing you do on all your different trips when you're going on cruises, except what you put in your mouth will be different. What you learn in our seminars in here will be different. And this is a nice way of changing your life. If you want a life enhancement, I don't say a life change. If you want to enhance your life and make your life the best it can be, because you can't change your life. Life is life, but you can't enhance it. Happiness is definitely a choice. And you mentioned before uh, during the break that you've got something coming up in New York. Yeah, in New York, uh, October 24th, I'm doing a walk for farm animals. I'm the grand marshal. And uh, Mr. Bear, you know, he's on The Biggest Loser, is the spokesman for Walk for Animals. And last year they had 800 people. This year they expect a little bit more. And it just brings awareness to what people are eating and this industrial food that they're making when they're not making it the way everyone thinks. I mean, they're taking a cow, which used to live 15 years. Cows are now only living four years because once, a calf is born, it's taken away from its mother, and the milk is used for humans. It's not even going to the calf. And they're sucking it dry, causing um, causing all kind of uh, – uh, it has this 90% pus. It has all kind of different drugs in it to keep it going, and it hormones in it that are messing up females, young females at a young age. And it's industrial. We want to bring a, awareness to what people are eating and what's happening in this inhumane way of killing animals, especially farm animals. So, and this is funny. They go, well, the, 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 it was killed humanely. That makes no sense, <laughs> okay, because killing is not humane. It's animal. So there's nothing humane about killing an animal. And so I'm going to walk through Central Park, get as many people to follow Jane Velez Mitchell. We're going to do a show on the 22nd on, 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 uh, CL, on um, HLN, on the Joan Velez Mitchell Show, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what's happening with it, why, how we can stop this obesity. One out of every three kids born in America this year is going to be diabetic too. One out of every three. Mm. That's ridiculous. And ridiculous. we can stop that. And diabetes too is, is mostly directly related to obesity and overweight, putting too much pressure on your pancreas and your body, not being able to deal with the overload of sugar. Most humans in America, if they were just average, where they are way above average, are eating 65 pounds of sugar per year, drinking 85 pounds of sugar per year. So imagine if I put 85 pounds and 65 pounds in your arms right now, you would go crazy. You, you couldn't yeah. even hold it. Yeah, it's a lot but of weight to carry around. you're your body to hold it, right, and you're expecting well, I wonder what's wrong with my kidneys. What's wrong with my liver? Well, my gallbladder has to be taken up because you are destroying it, literally killing yourself with sugar. Uh, uh, let me explain the sugar too. 
man-made sugar, uh, high corn fructose, uh, corn syrup, high sweetened fructose, dealing with hydrogenated, uh, um, dehydrated and hydrogenated oils, um, and just refined sugar, which really doesn't do anything but as we, but break down your pancreas. So I'm literally trying to teach people another way of getting the sweet that you want. I'm not taking people away from what they do. I'm just giving them an enhancement on how they do it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what people need are alternatives because it's hard to just be done with everything and just do it. You know, you miss certain things, and alternatives are a great way to transition. Mm-hmm. If I can have the same taste and the same texture without the same um, matter, I would. Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay, now we all know that you're a health freak, but you're a fitness freak too. What types of fitness activities do you like to do to keep in shape, and why do you think that it's such a good balance? I mean, obviously you're, you're leaner and, and healthier because of your diet, but you, you still need to build muscle and kind of and, and train your brain too. What kind of activities do you do to keep in shape? You have to eat a lot of avocado in order to train your brain. And when you do do any kind of activity, I, I, I believe in vigorous walking. I believe if you can park, if you're going to the supermarket, park as far away as possible. And if you got a cart, you walk all the way in, you walk around, you walk in, you put it back in your car, and you bring the cart all the way back to the store, and you walk all the way back to your car. People go, no, why not? You know, it's easier if you do it closer. Well, it's not easier mm-hmm carrying that belly around, it's not easier buying a new belt loop. It's not easier trying to suck in your stomach. So I believe in walking is the best way of losing weight. I do P90X, MC squared. I think the P90X is the best thing because it gives muscle confusion. It's not a lot of time. Anybody can do it, any place. You don't have to be in the gym. You don't have to get a cute outfit to do it. You can be in the privacy of your own home with your DVD player, your X-Dax, your Wii, so you can't say you don't have a DVD player. It's inexpensive, and it's, you can pause it and start it when you want to. If you want to be a lazy butt, you can pause it. If you want to go through it and you want to challenge yourself and know there's nothing you can't do, you'll go through the whole 90 days, and your sexy will be revealed. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm actually on my second week of P90X, and we have Tony Horton on next week, so I'm excited to get the word out on that because it really is a great program, really challenging and hello. fun. Yeah, I will for sure. It's a, it's a lot of fun, and I agree. It's a good program for anybody. So what, what are some of your main platforms as far as spreading the plant-based message? I know that uh, you're doing the animal thing in New York, and you talk a lot about health, um, but if you had to pick one, is it about re- the importance of plant-based diet for reversing disease, or is it helping the animals, or is it bringing your sex be- sexy, the sexy back? <laughs> Well, I'll put it in the way that I know most people deal with. First one would be bringing your sexy because everybody wants to get back to the time. uh, Most people have a time when they feel they were at their best. You can get back to that. Second would be health reasons because before you can help anybody outside of yourself, you have to be well first. They say Mm -hmm. it on a plane. In case we lose um, pressure and we drop and and the air mask fall out, put yours on first before you help someone else. That's mm-hmm. so you can help someone else. So, yeah, it's about, one, taking care of yourself, because it may sound like vanity, but it's not. Two, taking care so you can be dis-ease-free and live a better life. And then you have to start thinking and being compassionate about everything outside of you. Um, my seven-year-old daughter would say, somebody says, you don't even miss chicken? And she goes, 
it's a bird. And they go, I know, but it's chicken. She goes, it's a bird. And they go, why do you keep saying that? She said, you might as well go get that pigeon. It's a bird. And everybody's like, ew, why would you eat pigeons? She goes, ew, why would you eat a chicken? And they go, and they they can't get it in their brain because they have been they've been told, hey, succulent chicken, juicy chicken breast. Then you say that, you say, wow, that lady got juicy chicken breast. They go, oh, don't say that. But you can say that about a chicken's breast, but you can't say that about a female's breast. Yes, be compassionate. <laughs> Understand that what you're dealing with is the death of an animal. If you see it, if you saw a dead deer on the side of the road from roadkill, you would feel sorry about it. Your mouth would not water. If yeah. you saw a skinny cow being pulled and shoved and pushed into a place to be slaughtered, you will not say, ooh, I can't wait to eat that hamburger. You will feel bad. But these people that put their head in the sand and say, well, I don't care. I know where it comes from. Why are you now so trusting? When you sit around, somebody's going to be a Supreme Court justice that put through the ringer. You don't. You wanted every single bit. They need to put the people who are putting these industrialized animals. Fifty-six billion land animals died last year for the consumption of three billion people. Just so mm-hmm. everybody can have their gel caps and their gel toothpaste and their leather shoes and. Their, and they're $1,600 bags that hold um, cards that are in debt, and they're, and they're cards with a plush leather that they can sit on that literally, once they wear it down, doesn't make that much of a difference, and they're making themselves sick. If they constantly knew that this stuff was a part of their demise, they wouldn't do it. So yeah. my platform is where I am, I am the light. I tell people all the time, you can bring me in a room of darkness, and I'm the candle, and no matter how much darkness you bring in that room, I will illuminate. No matter how much darkness you put on a candle, once the once it's lit, it's lit. So every time I get a chance to speak about some injustice of animals, or the or the better way of eating, and what your body really wants to, I sit and talk about it. So every single place I go is the platform. I am the living example of what I want people to know: good health is, what compassionate is, and and what it's like to be passionate about something. So that's my platform. <laughs> well, it's a good one, that's for sure. And before we wrap, I want to know if you have any tips for athletes as well as just people in general who are kind of toying with the idea of going vegan but are afraid to do it. What tips might you have for those people? I would say this. Um, when it's too late, it's too late. So while mm-hmm. you're in your sane mind and healthy body, find out what is going to keep you in your sane mind and your healthy body and do that. And if anybody were to come to you and say, you got to eat three steaks a month, a week, and you got to eat fishing in between those days and have chicken on the other side, you look at that person who's telling it and tell me you want to look like that person. (laughs) The tip to most people is every hour drink four ounces of water room temperature, uh, warmer room temperature, and that's how your body, you've got to hydrate your body. Once you hydrate yourself, mostly, uh, you won't be as hungry, and you will regulate your weight, and you will keep your body regular. On top of that, I would tell the best tip is to go to johnsally.com and uh, get the vegan, the vegetarian starter kit and get started. Excellent. So we can find out more information about you 
and shows, projects, all that on johnsally.com, right? Yep. Excellent day. Well, thank you so much, John. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you are a busy, busy, busy guy, and I'm yeah, so not happy too that busy you. For you. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more about all the stuff you're working on, especially that October uh, 24th walk okay. for the animals. Very cool. Thank all right, you, everybody. Paul. Twelve noon. Everybody, come check it out, and uh, see you there. Sounds good. Everybody stay with us because after the break, I will be chatting with radio and TV host Carrie Kasem. At 4.15 p.m. at an office in Michigan, Angie Hicks is not at her desk. She's giving blood at the company blood drive. At the same time in the same office, Kevin Meehan is not at his desk. He's at the doctor. Kevin has cancer and needs another round of chemo. Kevin will need blood to fight his cancer. Angie's blood will help him win. When you give blood to the American Red Cross, you change a life. Starting with your own. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE or visit givelife.org to schedule your appointment to give blood. Thanks for coming back to Healthy Voyager Radio for... Folks in their 30s and 40s, I'm pretty sure we ran to our radios every Sunday morning as kids and teens to hear what was hot on the top 40 that week. But my next guest has not only fathered in her fa- followed in her father's footsteps, Mr. Casey Kasem, but has also become a well-known radio talk show and TV host and is a vegan as well. With me now is the gal with the vegan velvet voice, Miss Carrie Kasem. Hello, Carrie. Oh, that's a very sweet intro. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Really good. Really good. Yeah. I'm stoked to have a radio person on the radio show. Makes oh, yeah. all the difference. <laughs> so tell us why you decided to get into radio and how you chose the the shows that you have worked on in the past and are working on currently because you have a really diverse range of shows under your belt. Yes. Um, let's see. I actually wanted to be an actress. That was the whole thing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be an actress. I went to school for it. And my dad, you know, he said, you know, you might want to try voiceover at the radio. And I said, never. I'm never going to do that. I want to be in front of the camera. And then uh, I actually did some hosting for MTV. And I fell in love with it. I said, wow, I love being me. I love being a host. And from hosting, uh, I actually, after after that, I went to um, radio school, and I did a, um, you know, learning how to work a board, you know, do my own commercials, cut things together, and uh, then I, I uh, put together a talk show and with two girls that had never done radio before, and I pitched it to a station that's no longer here in Los Angeles, 97.1, the FM talk station, and they put it on. <laughs> like, what? Nice. Yeah. Um, I had done some radio before that wasn't um, talk radio. It's more like introducing music or introducing um, comedy bits. But when I fell in love with talk is um, is when I did that show. So that's how it started. Nice. Now, do you use your radio business to kind of have a platform for spreading your message of being vegan, or do you kind of keep that under wraps, like business is business, and your personal stuff is kind of kept separate? Well, it, it depends because I have a mortgage show and I can't talk on my radio, you know, the mortgage <laughs> radio show. I can't I don't talk. We don't talk food at all. Um, and then I have a show, uh, The Sixth Sense, with Nikki Six, and that's on six days a week. And sometimes it comes up. You know, he teases me. He's not vegetarian, so he'll tease me about, uh, you know, being a vegan or being vegetarian. And, you know, he's not mean or anything. He collects taxidermy, so I go after him for that. 
so I do a little bit, but then on the show that I do for iTunes, the Carrie Kaysen podcast with Ashley Marriott, uh, we have a segment. It's called the A-Pod, uh, and uh, we have a segment of health, and a lot of it deals with um, being, you know, having a plant-based diet and why that's, you know, healthy and um, what it can do to improve your life and your health. Uh, but we also go into food conspiracies, uh, you know, a GMO. We just talk about certain things like vitamins you need, vitamins that might harm you. So we do a whole health segment. Cool. So did you grow up vegetarian and then go vegan, or how did that was, all kind of happen and why? I was vegetarian at 12 years old, and at 16 I turned vegan. Nice. Yeah, so my dad's been a vegan, you know, gosh, oh, I want like over 35 years. So, wow. like, yeah, no, he's over 40 years now. Yeah, he's been a vegan. So was he your main reason for going vegan or was it kind of your own reasons when you figured out your, you know, what was going on and, and all that? Well, he- he never pushed us into being a vegetarian. None of us, me, my brother, or my sister, uh, we just always asked him why. Why? Why don't you eat this? Why don't? And it was, it was very smart because he let us make our own decisions, and I kind of did it to be like my dad. And then I realized around 16, I started reading the books, John Robbins, you know, Diet for a New America, and Dr. Clapper stuff, and just saying, wow, this makes sense. This totally makes sense for me. And so then when I got a little older, it was you know, on my reasoning that brought me uh, and kept me a vegetarian. So outside of the radio and TV world, do you work with uh, organizations for health or animals or anything like that? Best Friends um, and the SP, uh, what is it, the uh, SPCA, and then um, PETA. Nice. Yeah. Now, I know you like to blow off steam riding bikes. And I don't mean bicycles, I mean motorcycles. Right. When did you fall in love with motorcycles? And any chance that you're starting to look into some eco-friendly kind of motorcycles? Um, yeah, yeah there, there's actually there's some out there right now. Um, but they, I fell in love with dirt bikes. And when I, was, uh, when I was a kid, we always had little motorized scooters. And then I graduated to a 50, a little Honda 50, which is a tiny little dirt bike. And then, you know, just kept riding till gosh forever and then I finally got my first street bike in 2000 and I've been riding uh, my GSXR 600 I I got a couple years ago but the first street bike I ever got was a GSXR 750 it was a big huge heavy sport bike that scared the living daylights out of me so uh, (laughs) I sold that I got a little Harley Sportster I I went from that to a Dyna Dyna Wyglider, Dyna Lowrider, and then um, I don't know. I went, I went, and I got a couple different bikes, and then I went back into sport bikes. So I just love any and all bikes. I'm a big, huge motorcycle fan. Yeah, I saw that you've uh, you've been to Sturgis. How yes. how that for a chick like you out there, especially <laughs> with food? How do you find vegan food in Sturgis? You know, they actually baked potatoes and vegetables and salad was fine for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, it started as a really fun. I was seeing a TV show up there. And so we, we actually shot a bunch of different footage up at, at Sturgis. I learned a lot about it, like the Jack Pine Gypsies that actually started Sturgis with dirt bike races. I didn't know that. And so we got to find the whole history of Sturgis. I got to see, um, oh, so many different things. I can't remember the, the big statue of the Indian chief that's up there. It's supposed to be the biggest uh, carving out of a, a mountain in the world, which is really cool. And, of course, Mount Rushmore and the Black Hills, and it was just beautiful. 
cool. Now, yeah. with your insane schedule of shows and writing and producing and writing, and now that you're doing this show with Nikki six days a week, how do you stay fit? Do you work out, or is it just because you're lucky and you eat healthy food? You know, if I don't eat healthy, I have a tendency to gain weight. In fact, I was 20 pounds heavier than I am now. And how I lost all the weight was diet, simply diet. Um, and I lost 20 pounds with just diet, no exercise. So when people say, oh, I can't lose weight or I'm running every day, and you know, but then they're eating more because they're hungry, it's like switch your diet up, you'll lose the weight no matter what. If you switch your diet, you will lose your weight. And, um, and of course, exercise helps. And now that I'm older and I want to stay fit, I, you know, before I used to just be, you know, I could just eat and I would look great. But now that I'm older, things are sagging. <laughs> so I go to Barry's Boot Camp and it rocks my world. It's great along with my diet and it really does help me to stay fit. And I have to watch it because I eat so well and because I'm so healthy with my plant-based diet, I can lose too much weight now. Before it was oh, my gosh, you know, I, I can't lose this weight. I'm, you know, I, I would run for a little while, and then I'd get lazy, and then I wouldn't, and then it was all my diet. And even being a vegan, I was eating way too many carbs. I was eating mm-hmm. fried food. You know, I was eating sugar, and I cut all the sugar, all the fried food, and I, I do not eat any, any wheat at all, and I found I, I have a wheat allergy. Um, and I just lost all the weight. It was phenomenal. Yeah, it's so easy to be a big fat old vegan, especially now. There's so much yummy stuff. Yes, you know it's hard to. It, it was so much easier way back when because there weren't so many options, and now you're like, oh man, do I have to have 20 different kinds of pizza in front of me now? It's not cool. It's so. true. They have everything. I mean, even the Whole Foods. They oh, the Whole Foods vegan pizza with even the gluten-free crust. I'm addicted to, and I I'll, that's my treat. I can maybe do that once a month, and I love it. But, yeah, they have – the vegan food now is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. You know, once you cut out all the junk and get back to basics, then you're all good in the hood. Do you ever yeah. work out with Ashley? Does she get on your case about working out with her, or is she kind of uh, – No, she um, she's so cute. Like, we, we both have a membership at Equinox. So we'll work out together sometimes, or we'll go uh, hiking or running uh, some of the hills around us. But, um, no, she doesn't get on my case. No, I actually get on her case. Hey, come on, will you help me? I really need my arms. I want my arms to look better. So she'll she'll draw me up a little plan. Nice. So, okay, so you mentioned that pizza is is your favorite at Whole Foods. What's your favorite guilty pleasure outside of that when it comes to vegan food and also, what's your favorite TV and music guilty pleasure now that you're, you're in that business? So what do you watch on downtime? Oh, this is, okay. So, so you want my, my <laughs> vegan food? That's, you want my favorite vegan food? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, my favorite, favorite vegan food that's just naturally vegan is uh, Middle Eastern food. Like the tabbouleh and the hummus and the grape leaves and, oh, my gosh, I grew up on that, you know, being half Lebanese. I I grew up on all the Mediterranean and the Middle Eastern type of foods, and oh, that is <laughs> that is just so good. That that does it for me. Um, but uh, let's see, my TV. I I don't have a TV in my house, but I do watch some stuff. This sucks because I turn my TV off, and I, I have no TVs. But then I found Hulu, and this is horrible. For those of you that don't know Hulu, it's TV on your computer, and they play basically all the shows. So that's not a good thing. So what I what I really, really like, there's a show called The First 48. Do you know that show? That sounds familiar. I don't think I, I, I don't know much about it, but it sounds like I've heard it somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically um, it's detectives, and they have these camera crews set up 
um, in these uh, different police stations with detectives that get calls, and so you are on the scene of the crime with them. They take the cameras to the crime. You see everything. You see, like, the, you hear the phone call that comes in from 911. You go with them to find the crime. They have 48 hours to solve the crime. Otherwise, it's a good chance that the case will go cold. They won't solve it. So most of the time, the crimes are figured out, and it's from somebody who gets shot in the middle of the street, and there's no identification on them, and they find the people. It's crazy. <laughs> I can see how that can suck you, and I do. And I'm on vacation, and if there's a TV in the hotel, we somehow end up watching stuff like that or, like, weird prison stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. So weird. It's addictive. I don't know why. <laughs> totally, totally. So what's next for Casey Kasem? Is there a dream show out there for you, or is working with Nikki Six your dream show? What's up, what's up next for you? Um, let's see. I uh, actually more, I have a producing a couple television shows. They're with production companies right now, and hopefully they'll hit the airwaves. And that to me is, you know, I've 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 done television hosting. I have my radio shows, and now what I really want to do is produce. So I have a few television shows that look really really good. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, hopefully next time I talk to you, um, I'll have my TV shows on air as well. Yeah, that'd be great. So where can people find out more about you um, and listen to your shows and all that stuff that is um, Carrie Kasem? Yeah, you can just go to CarrieKasem.com. And I don't know if you, if you have links. You can just put up a link because my name is kind of hard to spell. It's K-E-R-R-I, uh, K-A-S-E-M.com. And then you can find me anywhere from there. But you know what's terrible is Facebook. <laughs> I've reached my limit of friends on Facebook, which is ridiculous. So now I have to create a like site and it's such a bummer because it's like why not just allow them you know to have your original site because people are like well i can't get a hold of you i can't get can't get onto facebook so now i'm creating a whole other site so i can talk to people that way but it's kind of a bummer <laughs> it totally is when when facebook kind of first started and i got on it you couldn't have a business page so everyone's on my personal page, and I'm trying to move everyone to the fan page, and it's impossible. They're all kind yes. of on my page. Yeah. Yes. No, nobody moves. Nobody wants to move. I can't blame them, though, you know? I can't blame them. Yeah, you're right. Well, thanks so much, Carrie, for being the sexy vegan voice out there and teasing people like Nikki on his show and, uh, and just being a fun presence for uh, the movement. Hey, and you got to come on, you gotta come on uh, me and Ashley's show. That's Ashley, Ashley, and me. You got to come on, Ashley and I. My dad would kill me. Like that's just it's so improper. <laughs> um, but you got to come on our show. I will for sure, anytime. Okay, wonderful. wonderful. Thanks again for being on the show, everybody. Don't go anywhere because we will be right back. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. I feel like I'm choking. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital. You know how to react to their asthma attacks. Here's how to prevent them. Call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. Visit www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. Okie doke, we're back on Healthy Voyager Radio. Be sure to visit johnsally.com, that's S-A-L-L-E-Y.com, as well as kerrykasem.com, that's K-E-R-R-I-K-A-S-E-M.com for more information about them, their shows, and all-around fun information from these two veg heads, famous and fun veg heads. Uh, as for me, of course, I'm on Twitter at 
Healthy Voyager. On Facebook, you can join the fan page or the group page. Um, YouTube, there's the Healthy Voyager channel. And, of course, HealthyVoyager.com is the hub for all Healthy Voyager-ness, uh, the podcasts, the weekly articles, recipes, videos, travel shows, directories of healthy products for all sorts of special diets. Everything is on there, including our own social networking aspect that you can sign up and create a profile and meet other people. And uh, if you sign up to subscribe for the weekly newsletter, you get uh, the advance notice on what's new on HealthyVoyager.com as well as some special deals for the subscriber. So be sure to pop on over to HealthyVoyager.com. Uh, I'd like to thank John Sally as well as Carrie Kasem one more time for all of their great info today. Be sure to check out podcasts of past shows at HealthyVoyager.com as well as on iTunes and Zoom where you can subscribe and you will not miss a show and you can listen at your leisure. Be sure to join me next week as I welcome fitness guru of P90X fame and beyond, Mr. Tony Horton, as well as his private chef and healthy all-around gal, Melissa Costello. And before we head out, I'm going to place that with a song by Outcast. For those of you who don't know, Andre 3000 is a fellow vegan and a silly songster. For more info on Outcast, their music, tours, and more, hit them up at outcast.com. And that's O-U-T-K-A-S-T, outcast.com. All right. Thanks for joining me today. Have a great weekend. Talk to you next week. Enjoy an early Halloween-themed tune by Outcast, Dracula's Wedding. Bye. You're all I've ever wanted, but I'm terrified of you. Seek my castle may be haunted, but I'm terrified of you. I've cast my spell on millions, but I'm terrified of you. Baby, I do this from the ceiling, but I'm terrified of you. I wait my whole life to bite the right one. Then you come along and that freaks me out. So I'm frightened. Ooh, Dracula's one. I never ran from no one, but I'm terrified of you. See, my heartbeat is a slow one, but I'm terrified of you. I've been around for ages, but I'm terrified of you. Got my thing across the stage, but yet I'm terrified of you. I wait my whole life to find the right one. Then you come along and that freaks me out So I'm frightened Dracula's wedding uh, You know I'm terrified uh, You know I'm terrified You know I'm
sweet.